Welcome to the Go Forth and Golf Podcast, where you can listen to everything related to the game of golf. Golf tips to help you improve your golf game, entertaining interviews, discussions about the latest in golf equipment, and so much more. Now, here is your host, PGA professional, Steve Goforth. Hello again, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Go Forth and Golf Podcast. I am your host, Steve Goforth, PGA professional at Cross Creek Golf Club. Nick and I are back for this podcast to take a really deep dive into golf shafts. You may be out there listening and, and kind of gotten confused as to what shaft you should have in your golf clubs, what are shafts all about, what's the makeup, what in the world's going on with flex and weight and kick point and all those type of things. We're going to really explain these things for you. We're going to start off by talking about why it's the engine of the golf club, the benefits of steel and graphite, and also the disadvantages to steel and graphite, and then diving deeper into shaft flex, weight of the shaft, what the kick point of the shaft is doing, the torque of the shaft, what does torque mean, and then believe it or not, color differences, what what's going on with all the different color shafts that you see out there, and then also want to talk about what makes these things so expensive. As you know, if you've gone out and tried to buy a shaft, replace the one in your driver or in your irons, these things are ridiculously expensive. But why are they? And we're going to talk about that and how you can possibly save money if you decide to upgrade your shaft when you buy a new set of clubs. Nick and I will be back on the next episode that will drop on June the 1st. And on that episode, I'll have the FootJoy representative, Jordan Crandall, on the show to talk about everything going on at FootJoy. And also, Nick and I will discuss about what happened on the upcoming PGA Championship. We'll give our thoughts and opinions on it. Also, preview the U.S. Open that's just around the corner. And we'll also discuss other news and notes in the world of golf. Hope you enjoy this episode about shafts. If you have any questions about anything you're going to hear, feel free to reach out to me. My email again is sgoforth at pga.com or you can reach out to me on social media. It's Goforth Golf Instruction on Facebook, sgoforth underscore PGA on Instagram, and then Goforth Golf out on Twitter. Would be happy to answer any questions that you have and also just take some recommendations from you on some other things that you would like to hear in a future episode. So without further ado, let's jump into this episode with Nick as we talk about golf shafts. Oh, he got all of that one. Nick, welcome to the podcast. Really excited to have you back on. We're going to be talking about shafts, which is like a huge, huge part of golf equipment and something that's tremendously uh, underappreciated or it's just not thought of like it needs to be. It's as far as I'm concerned, it's the most important part of the golf club. So really appreciate you coming back on the podcast and uh, sharing your expertise. What's been going on over at Golf Galaxy? Uh, just staying busy, like always. It's uh, peak golf, peak golf time right now. So yeah, it's constantly moving. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, I know you guys stay really busy over there. And again, for those listening, Nick is uh, employed over at the Golf Galaxy in Greenville, South Carolina, and. Uh, you guys are like a factory over there. It's craziness. Yeah. Uh, we're basically uh, the only game in town. Everybody comes to see us um, to, to get the new equipment, to uh, see what's new. And um, 
it's it's nice it's it, it makes the time go fat by faster um being able to talk about stuff that you love so it's nice uh, yeah absolutely so it was your idea to talk about shafts and i'm really glad you you came up with this because like i was saying it's just something that's not not really thought about enough from golfers uh as far as what type of shaft i need to go with and i think the reason for that and you may agree or disagree with this is i, I don't think that I think there's a lot of golfers out there. They just don't quite understand what shafts are all about, the makeup, whether what they're supposed to do. Of course, that's why they would come do a fitting with you. So what's your opinion on that? What do you see from golfers coming in as far as their, their knowledge on, on golf shafts? It's very slim that I'll see somebody that know that they know what uh what a shaft does um they've either been in the business uh doing fittings before or just you know been around people that feed them that knowledge uh, or have possibly done research on their own um but there's a lot of times where people don't know what type of head is different than another let alone a shaft so yeah. uh that's that's why they come in our store just to make it easier on them and we can explain it as simple and as quickly as we can and not have the customer's head spin way, way too much. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, before we jump into all this, I'm going to give a little bit of background uh, on myself. Some of you listening probably already know, some of you may not, but that was a huge part of my background in golf was shaft, shaft expertise and having to know a lot about golf club construction, golf club repair, uh, my years at Slazinger, my years at Eagles on. And, uh, so shafts was a, a huge part of my career and I had to know everything there was to know about them so that I could properly fit someone for a golf equipment and also reshaft their golf, their golf club. So I'm really excited to know that you're getting involved in this and you're starting to see, you're starting to gain a lot of that knowledge yourself, but you know, you grew up around it, right? You were, you grew up around, me teaching you about it over the years and and seeing me do a lot of club repair and and to see you getting your feet wet with it and expanding your knowledge on it just really makes me happy but you have really gained a tremendous amount of knowledge over the last i'd say what three to five years on shafts and you're one of the go-to's now in the area on shaft expertise like i was so i just think it's kind of cool that uh we've kind of traded spots here. Yeah. Um, going back to what you're saying about club repair, you know, learning, learning from you and also learning from the guys at work. Uh, there's still a lot of stuff that I don't know or didn't know. And, uh, just soaking up that information, but the shafts have always been very interesting to me and, you know, learning different specs on those and, you know, what, what they do, because as we get into it, it's basically the engine for for the golf club it's something that you're going to interact with it's something that's going to give you that feedback and it's important to understand it and find something that's going to work for you yeah yeah and what she says dead on it, it is the, it is the engine and I, i've preached that for many many years and uh i mean you can have a great looking car but if there's a terrible engine in it, it doesn't matter right right and you can kind of throw the the head in there as well but um, I mean, the head doesn't work without the shaft. So, 
Right. T- tells you something there. Yeah, no doubt about it. So let's talk about the two different characteristics. You've got the obvious, which is steel and you have graphite. All right. So let's jump into steel first, because I want to talk about the differences between the two, but the advantages and disadvantages, because a golfer out there may be contemplating, do I need to go steel? Do I need to go graphite? I'm just, I'm just not sure what are the advantages and disadvantages of both. So again, let's start with steel shafts. The way I've always known it to be is that steel, you're going to get more stability clearly because it's a steel shaft. Um, it's a little heavier. And so that can help you with some control, but you're going to have some shock and vibration in there and maybe you're not going to hit it as far. Maybe you can't get the ball uh, airborne. What, what are your opinions on that? Well, shafts have actually changed quite a bit uh, over the past few years. Uh, there's a broad spectrum of steel shafts that uh, really wasn't available um, before. So a lot of it was, you know, dynamic gold. Dynamic gold is probably the most notable shaft out there on the market. Yeah. It's known to be very heavy. A lot of tour players play it um, around that 130 range is the weight on that. Um, and it's just very clunky, low launch, low spin, not for a lot of golfers, but here in the past few years, you've seen shaft companies come out, especially in a game improvement head. Um, they're able to lighten that shaft up quite a bit. So a lot more people can handle that as they progress in their game or as they get older, because sometimes, you know, a, with age, it tends to slow down. Club head speed tends to slow down. So they have to have options. And typically graphite was the direction to go in. And with these lightweight steels, you're able to actually play a lot longer with a steel, being able to control it while maintaining its lightweight. Um, yeah, I agree. It, it has changed a lot. I mean, even in the past 10 years, I can't remember all these different options that you have in steel shafts, especially the weight, like you were saying, I, I'm amazed at how light they've made steel shafts now. Cause it, some of it honestly compares to graphite, if not a little bit lighter than some of those graphite shafts. Yeah. Uh, perfect example. Right now you are seeing a lot of um, true temper 85, um, 85 gram shafts, which is, it's going to be like an elevate elevate 85 it's called elevate um, miles per hour now they they've switched it up something new and then kbs kbs has a lot of stock shafts for companies right now with that max um 85 it's just something to keep it light because their ultimate goal is to try to keep it as light as they can with control and that's the most important part uh so if they can stiffen it up as much as they can without sacrificing the integrity of the shaft, maybe it possibly breaking based off how light it is. Uh, they're going to try to do it. And there's a lot of companies out there now that are doing a fantastic job like true temper, like KBS. Um, and even when you start getting into perfect example is project X project X has three or four different shafts. They're all labeled just a little differently, but within that shaft, it can be just a touch softer um, to get that ball up just a little bit quicker. 
or just a little bit more stiff to keep that trajectory trajectory low and that spin low as well. If I'm understanding this correctly, I think one of the benefits here, you can go with steel, a lighter weight steel. Not only are you going to get the stability of a steel shaft, but now that they're making them so much lighter, now you can generate more club head speed is what it sounds like to me. So you kind of get in a, am I safe to assume that you're getting the best of both worlds there with those lighter weight shafts? Yeah. Um, like I said, they're trying to keep it as light as they can while maintaining control. It goes to, you know, TaylorMade, Callaway, with them engineering their heads, they're trying to produce ball speeds, produce club head speeds. So you don't have to you know, do so much like work out, um, just, just take a normal swing and create speed without trying. And that's kind of the same goal with, with shafts being able to lighten it up as much as they can, hopefully create more club head speed more along with more consistency, um, especially throughout the round, you don't want something that's too heavy and, you're fighting that that shaft the whole round because it's yeah. definitely going to get super tiring towards the end. Yeah, no doubt about it. And again, that, that to assess that, you know, which weight should they go with? That's where club fitting comes into play. That's where club head speed gets tested. You know how they're loading that shaft, the trajectory on the golf ball. The you know is it turning over? Uh, is it hanging out, flaring out to the right? If you're right-handed golfer, so I guess you guys look at all those things when trying to determine the weight shaft, of course, feel too, you know, what feels good to them, but you just kind of take all those things in consideration when you're doing a fitting. Yeah. Yeah. I think the most important thing is feel because at the end of the day, they're playing it. I'm not, I can put something in, in their hands that numbers wise is looking pretty good, but if they don't like it, I'm going to try to find something that's similar, but either softer um, stiffer, whatever the case may be. Um, that's the questions I usually kind of ask. Yeah. And it, again, yeah, it all comes down to what kind of ball flight they're producing, what kind of spin, where their misses are, is, is it going to be a big uh, determining factor where that weight comes into play? Because as you progress down or in into heavier weights and shafts, Typically, those launch angles um, are going to change. They're going to be a lower spin, lower launch. And certain people don't need that, and they need to stay on that lighter end, or they may need to venture into the graphite to get what they're looking for. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I used to preach to golfers that one of the disadvantages to steel was that it's heavier and if you're not generating the club head speed when you get around to the back nine, especially on a hot summer day, that you know you may not be able to load that shaft squared up as easy. But now with the innovations of lighter shafts, they don't have to worry about that quite as much. Yeah, yeah. There's so many different options out there. It's um, it's a little overwhelming at times, even for a fitter trying to go through all the shafts. Yeah, I can, um, I can imagine. But the customization uh, like we kind of said in our previous episode when it comes to golf balls um the customization is there um every possible shaft option uh is available 
and there's no reason why we can't find something that's going to work uh, for any type of golfer. That's when you, like I said, you go heavier, you go lighter, and if lighter still isn't enough um, in the steel, you venture into to graphite to get that that softer, get the ball up a lot quicker. And it, it, it doesn't even have to be that. It could just be the overall vibration, the feedback they're getting from the shaft is still is still too tough for them. They want something softer, something a lot easier on their hands, especially coming in contact with that ground. You're going you're gonna to want to look at graphite for that. Yeah. Well, that's a great segue. Let's go into graphite here because my understanding over the years is that your your huge advantage to graphite is, yes, it's, like you said, easier to get the ball into the air. You got less shock and vibration. You can drink, create more club head speed with how light it is. Disadvantage to graphite is that 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 shaft is going to torque. That head's going to torque, rather, a little bit more. So, meaning torquing, meaning that it's going to twist and it's going to turn a little bit more. And we'll talk about how that's improved with graphite in terms of um, the improved stability in those shafts now over the years. But yeah, that was a, that was a big disadvantage was that, yeah, it, it, you may not get the consistency that you're looking for, especially if you're generating a lot of club head speed. But from what I'm understanding from you and the conversations that we've had in the past, that's not the case anymore. Just like steel is like, you know what, we'll produce something lighter for you that you can generate more club head speed with. Cause that was a disadvantage with us. Now, Graphite's over here saying, well, wait a minute. Our disadvantage has been that you don't get as much uh, control. You don't get as much consistency, but that's not the case anymore because we're making shafts now that give you that. What? Tell me your thoughts on all that. Yeah, it really comes down to, you know, talking about iron shafts and when it comes to that specific point. Yeah. Because um, – now you can you can really find if, if a shaft company is you know creating a, an iron shaft and a graphite um, obviously within the spec you know it comes it comes with finding a tapered or non-tapered tip will be a concern when it comes to that but we can go down that road another time yeah uh, but yeah you you are right with with that there's a couple scenarios I can can name with certain graphite shafts, in particular um, Diamana or Tensi. Tensi is a very popular shaft in the iron industry right now, uh, along with the the Fairway Woods and drivers. But they're able to you know get a little heavier than what they're been used to. You know, typically when you start getting into graphite, the weight is usually around. 70 and lighter typically or sometimes around 50 mm-hmm. i don't usually you don't usually don't see 40 gram shafts unless it's a woman shaft yeah. um but venturing into that 80 to maybe sometimes 90 close to 90 gram weight still lighter than a lot a lot of steel shafts yeah but it's going to perform very similar to something in that similar weight for steel so for example if you use an 80 gram graphite to an 80 gram steel they're going to be very similar as far as performance but feedback you're going to feel a completely different feel 
when it comes to impact being softer, but also maybe getting a little bit more ball flight or a little lower ball flight. So that's, that's where that multi-material comes into play with, with graphite. Yeah. And again, I think the stigma has always been out there of when, you know what, graphite's only needed for a, a senior who just, they just don't generate the club head speed um, to warrant a steel shaft. Uh, we need a kick point that's lower. It's going to get the ball into the air. We'll talk about kick points here in just a second. But, you know, hey, if you can't get the ball in the air, you, you need to go graphite. But what I'm understanding here from you is that they're making graphite shafts now that your low handicap players can now benefit from. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. You're going to get the same response pretty much out of that graphite and it all depends on what graphite shaft you're going with. Right. Cause it's so, like a hundred of them out there that you get with different specs. Right. Yeah. So I could use a Tensi shaft as an example. They've got, um, three different options when it comes to their shaft specification. And this all, this is all done by color coding. So I don't know if, um, you've noticed, um, a lot lately, with they're putting in a lot of the same shaft, but the color system is a little different each time. So that color coding system that they have will dictate what kind of feedback you're getting out of that, that shaft. And that's going to be with torque, launch, spin, and weight. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. So, for example, if I'm if I'm going with a Tensi shaft, they've got a white or a silver. I think they're very similar to each other, but those two shafts are meant to be a little heavier. Typically, when we're when we're talking about iron shafts in, in particular, they're going to be typically heavier, and then they're going to produce a little bit lower mid launch to mid spin shaft. So that could technically be a very good competitor to a very lightweight steel. So I think we've really nailed the benefits and the disadvantages to both steel and graphite. So in summary there, you know, steel has its advantages. Yes, it's more stable. You're going to get more consistency out of it. You're not going to have as much head twisting or torquing. However, it is a little heavier. Maybe it feels uh, a little more clanky or however you want to describe that. But then graphite, it has its advantages of, hey, I can get the ball in the air better. I can generate more club head speed. It feels really good, but I have some inconsistency possibilities with graphite. However, we know now that both steel and graphite, they've really improved those disadvantages amongst both of them. So now that we've determined the advantages and disadvantages of both, let's jump into the details like, you know, shaft flex, weight, kick points, the torque, like we've been talking about, and even the color. I know that sounds silly. Lord knows there are a ton of color options out there. And believe it or not, that's a really important part of the process. So let's start off with shaft flex. If you want to take control of your health and feel so much better, I encourage you to check out Pure On Main. 
They have two locations on Main Street in downtown Greenville across from the Hyatt and another location on Cannon Street in beautiful downtown Greer. Pure on Main provides you with essential services and products allowing you to live a healthier, more fulfilling life. Pure on Main is one of the most exclusive and unique health and wellness centers in the upstate. They've been nominated as one of Greenville's best wellness centers for five consecutive years. Do you want to improve your endurance, increase your mobility in your golf swing, or get rid of joint pains? I can assure you Betsy and her staff are passionate about helping you improve your life. They have stores filled with beneficial items for your body and your soul. They also provide services such as colon hydrotherapy, massage therapy, ionic foot detox, and wellness consulting. Pure on Main is dedicated to helping and serving their community. Please give them a call and let them recommend top-of-the-line products that are results-driven. I get all of my wellness supplements from them, and I feel amazing. Visit their website at pureonmain.com. Again, that's pureonmain.com, where you can purchase their phenomenal products, or you can visit their downtown locations in Greenville and Greer. So what are you waiting for? Start living healthier and pure with the help of Pure on Main. You won't regret it. So with Shaflex, tell me what you think is the most important factor when it comes to Shaflex. Uh, it, it's obviously going to be club head speed. Um, yeah. Club head speed is going to be the defining factor of a lot of things. It, obviously, specs, um, sorry, Shaflex uh, is going to be the big one. But it also is going to determine weight sometimes. Um, but when you try to determine weight, um, that can be a lot to do with, uh, the tempo of the swing. Um, once you start getting into weight, sometimes, um, it, it needs to stay a little lighter because you've got a, you know, a, I wouldn't say slow tempo, but you got a more smooth tempo. So sometimes you don't need a heavier shaft to get the job done. And then sometimes if you've got a faster, uh, transition through the swing, um, that can cause, it to be a little heavier sometimes. Yeah. So it sounds like shaft flex and weight kind of go hand in hand, right? Yeah, typically. Um, yeah. and once you start getting into shaft weight, that's always going to, you know, change the dimensions of the shaft. Um, and that's kick point. Um, kick point is going to be a big factor in how the shaft feels and how it's going to react. Uh, obviously if it's a, it's a low kick point, going to be a higher launching shaft and if it's a higher kick point it's going to be a lower launching shaft it's kind of opposite there so if you're listening i know that seems confusing but it it used to confuse me when i first got into the business and was learning about shafts but it's this opposite low kick point makes it go high and high kick point makes it go low right yeah and i guess that's the best way to to always remember that is Whenever you, whether you're on um, a certain website, you're looking at a club that you're wanting to get and it specifies what kind of kick point that shaft is, you can always remember it's the opposite of what it is. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, it's a great point. Now, with shaft flex, let's go back to that for just a second. I, I think it's important that the listener understand that what, or what they're going to see if a shaft is too flexible or too stiff. So if they're playing a shaft that is too whippy, it's too flexible. Generally what you're going to see, you're going to put more load on that shaft than it can handle. 
the kick's going to go low like we're talking about. It's going to balloon that golf ball. It's going to shut the face down. Ball is going high and left. Okay, so if you're it's too flexible, high and left. Too stiff, then you're not able to put as much load on it as you need to, and the ball is going to come out low because the kick point's not where it needs to be, and it's going to come off to the right because you can't square the club face. So, again, too stiff means low and to the right. And I think it's really important for a golfer to understand that because they, if they're out, if you're in a fitter too, I mean, you, you know this, I mean, if you're doing a fitting, you're seeing somebody, you know, low and right, then you need to put something more flexible in their hand that they can get it up into the air and get it turning over. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be more flexible sometimes. So if he's, if he's producing, it, it depends on what, club he has in his hand so if he's got a very heavy stiff flex and he's doing that we may need to lighten it up and he his club head speed may be fine for for a stiff flex he's got to look at that weight because that weight yeah. will help, help lighten up that shaft um it'll change that kick point and he'll be able to actually load it a little easier and that's where kind of that torque comes into play because the torque is basically the, the the rotation of the head that's going to give you that feedback and what pretty much makes it feel a little softer or a little, or a little stiffer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and yeah, you're right. Torque does play a huge part in feel because if it's, you know, has a low torque number, and that's what we got to look at here. If it's a low number, say 2.0 or whatever, then that means it's going to torque less. It's going to feel boardy. And if it's a higher torque, say up into the 3.5 to 4.0 range, then it's going to have a little feel to it. And it's going to, you know, not feel as, as, uh, as stiff, I guess you could say, but what you said a second ago was a great point. Yes. Yeah. You can change the weight of the shaft and help with squaring the club face. I mean, you may not have to change shaft. Like it's a great point on that. Yeah. Um, and it, it all depends on what we have at our disposal. But like I said earlier, with so many shaft companies, uh, just for example, uh, I've been going and actually creating my own list of all the shafts and breaking them down into flex, into weight, into the, the launch angles of that shaft, the spin characteristics, and then, of course, uh, torque. Um, I've found out that one shaft company in particular I've been working on lately is Project X, who actually is owned by True Temper. But Project X graphite shafts alone have at least 10 different shaft options. And within that shaft, you have obviously different weights and different flex. So it, I, it, the ability to find what you're looking for is uh i'll be surprised if we couldn't we couldn't dial something in yeah yeah i agree so shaft flex weight kick point torque huge huge characteristics of shafts that i hope we've explained a little bit better for you to understand and, and what to look for in those and obviously going to a fitter like yourself nick i mean you'll be able to explain that even further with someone in a fitting Let's talk about color differences. And again, I know that seems silly, but that matters. It's like if you, you can have the, the 
greatest car on the planet, but if you don't like the color of it, you don't like the way it looks, you're not going to enjoy it as much, but it can also in golf play a psychological factor. Tell me about your experiences with all these different colors and how do you feel it makes a difference with, with someone's, with someone's golf equipment? Well, obviously that color is going to determine what type of shaft it is. Uh, I'm going to go back to the project X example, a, a very popular shaft here recently in the last few years, I should say, uh, that project X has come out with is hazardous. Hazardous has been a fantastic line for them and they've expanded on that line quite a bit. Uh, and then that's where that color kind of comes into play. Hazardous has a hazardous green, black, blue, and red. And that's actually going to change the color of the lettering or sometimes the overall color of the shaft. Uh, I think they've kind of toned down the actual colors of the shafts now, and they just put some type of band or word in a different color to distinguish them from each other. But for example, we could go to a, a hazardous blue and a hazardous red. Well, that hazardous red is actually going to perform a little different compared to the blue. So the, the red is going to be more of a higher launch, higher spin. Obviously that's going to be dictated off of flex and what type of weight you have in there. So if it's a little lighter and a little softer when it comes to your weight, let's just say it's a regular, uh, it, it may be uh, a mid spin to a mid to high launch. Um, and then once you start getting into lowering the spin or lowering that launch, or maybe just trying to stiff it up in general, you can start transitioning into the blue where yeah. the blue is not still not going to be, um, too stiff. It's going to have a softer midsection, uh, but it's definitely going to deliver more stability. The torque's going to drop down. The spin is probably going to drop with it along with the launch angle. But if that's still not enough, then that's when you go and look at the green where the green is, is going to be the big boy of them all. Um, they actually have a shaft called the Hulk and nice. it's for, it's for a good reason. It's because <laughs> you've got to almost be like the Hulk to, to play it. Really? So yeah, a lot of tour guys typically play that. You don't see a lot of amateurs going around playing that shaft, but yeah, it's, pretty it's going to be. Like yeah, it's it's going to be pretty, pretty stout, going to be pretty heavy. The torque's going to be super low. Uh, you, you could see it around that low 2.0 range as far as torque. And then the launch and spin, obviously, are going to be a low spin, low launch because that whoever's playing that shaft doesn't have a problem with either one of those. So basically, if I'm hearing you correctly here, Dave, shaft manufacturers have gone to separating the spec differences with the color of the shaft. Yeah, yeah. And it depends on what style of shaft that you have. Uh, some are going to be flashier than others. Uh, like I said, Project X with their hazardous line uh, has toned down the color schemes that they've had. They've always actually been a black shaft. The only times you really have seen them venture out into different colors is if it's like a limited edition 
something mm-hmm. that they want to have something special just like you know putters sometimes a limited edition putter comes out same same type of deal or they'll make it look just cool but perform exactly the way that shaft was supposed to um, if it were just a normal black looking shaft but they also had a line that was called the handcraft series which was um would actually change the entire color of the shaft and it would have that little handcraft logo on there to really stand out and know that you have something special in your hands. And, and that, that, that all just boils down to them handcrafting it. Basically. That's what it comes from is it's, it's a little different process than your standard hazardous blue hazardous red, whatever the color may be. It's just handled with more care technically. And it's one of a kind basically. And that handcraft assembly, that's that's gotten pretty popular, right? I mean, if I understand correctly, that's been something that's kind of exploded in popularity over the years. Um, I wouldn't say too much. There's always going to be those enthusi- uh, golf enthusiasts that want the best of the best and doesn't matter what what it is and what it costs. Mm-hmm. It, it's not too different from what a normal hazardous line is going to react there are slight differences obviously the color and the way it's assembled and the overall response and consistency of the shaft because not always you're going to find a shaft that's going to respond exactly the same every single time but yeah um, it is something that people are looking at more often than they used to Another shaft that comes to mind is uh, Fuji Curaventus. They use the three different color options. Ironically, Davis, one of the assistants at Cross Creek, he and I were talking about this today. That Ventus shaft has three different colors. It comes in black, which is your like your lower launch, lower spin. Your blue, which is a mid-launch, mid-spin. And your red, which is like a higher launch and a mid-spin. I think that's really cool that that Fujikura simplified that and those three different colors. And once you've kind of researched that and obviously listen to this podcast, you now know you can go look at a black and know exactly what that's going to do for you. Low launch, low spin in that particular case. In that particular case, how popular has that Ventus shaft been for you guys over at, at Golf Galaxy? Uh, it's I don't know if a lot of people come in asking for it, but it's been in a lot of different um club brands when it comes okay, so to manufacturers are using that a lot manufacturers are definitely using that tour players are using uh a similar rendition of what's in store uh obviously they're gonna theirs is gonna be a little different the ventus line has taken off quite a bit in the last few years i don't know how long it's exactly been around but um like you said that blue really starts with a black being a low launch low spin that blue comes in at that mid launch still low spin Uh, a lot of these companies are really starting to dial in being able to help with launch while maintaining a low spin because obviously we want the spin as low as we can get it without it obviously being too low and not without sacrificing ball flight but ventus has taken that or i should say sorry Fujikura has taken that Ventus line and just consistently built upon 
a solid foundation that they have created with that. It just started out as a regular Ventus line. Then, then they introduced a Ventus Velo core. And that's where the price really starts to change. And that has a lot to do with the materials that they use to manipulate certain shafts and the profile of that shaft. And then they also just introduced uh, Ventus TR, which is just another rendition of that same exact standard Ventus. Um, and then we, we can always dive into that later and as far as what those three shafts and then within those three shafts, the colors of those shafts do. But there's three different options in the, in the Ventus line, but they're not all the same. Yeah. Well, I, to be honest with you, I think we could probably do a whole podcast in itself just on the Fujikura shafts, just all of them. There's so many yeah. options out there. So yeah, we're, we'll, we'll definitely to Fujikura. We'll definitely have to pull up the specs and really dive in to yeah. what it, it even, it, for, for example, you could dive into just the regular Fujikura blue, the Fujikura Ventus blue, and the Fujikura TR blue. Mm-hmm. So they're they're all they're all a little different. Obviously, once you start getting into like the the Velo core and then the 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 TR, it's gonna typically stiffen up just a little bit. They're using different materials to stiffen up certain points in the shaft yeah. to change that that spec just a little bit for that what that player that needs it. Mm-hmm. Well, this is what I love about what we're doing here today, what we're talking about, because this is a, a world and this is a side of the golf world that golfers, they don't understand sometimes that it is so complex. There's so many different things going on with golf shafts that it's crazy. And it's so interesting. Once you understand the simplicities of, of shafts, the basics, like we've talked about, we we've explained in summary thus far, differences between steel and graphite, the benefits and the disadvantages of both of those. Shaft flex, what's that about? How do you measure that? How do you know what shaft flex you need to be in? The weight, how that affects the shaft itself. The kick point, what is that doing to the golf ball? The torque, how is that affecting feel? And of course, we just got finished talking about the color differences and what does all that mean? And Clearly, there is more to just the, the shaft color itself. It, it means something. It's characterizing those shafts. All that being said, a lot of things, and again, like you talked about, we can deep dive into some of these things on other podcasts. Let's talk about price. Now, if you're listening, you know that these things can be super expensive. Why are these things so high? Because sometimes you can find a shaft that has a $400 price tag on it. That's insanity to me. Why is that? Uh, it has a lot to do with material. Obviously, when you hear a graphite shaft, you think it's just regular graphite, but uh, that's not really the case. It's a multi-material construct usually, and a lot of times they're using... Um, perfect example is uh, carbon fiber. Carbon fiber has been a go-to in the industry of golf in the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. probably more than that actually it's been long. It, yeah yeah there was a filament wound is what it was called back in the mid 90s when i worked for slazinger and it was just an interwoven fibers with graphite just to explain to the listener it's like a, a layer it's layer upon layer upon layer of graphite sheets and you roll it 
and the, that where you get those two points come together, that's the spine of the shaft. I know carbon fiber is a little different from that, obviously. Uh, we can talk about that in more detail later on. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. It, that, I guess the material they're using, like you're saying, that's going to grasp drastically affect the cost of that shaft. And um, I guess, you know, it, it costs money to use those type of fibers. Yeah. Uh, any multi-material that they're using, and it's all about the, the type of uh, characteristic of the shaft that they're trying to make is going to depend on what materials they have to use to create that change. For an example, uh, that TR shaft, uh, they're incorporating a, a very high, highly strong, but ultra light uh, spread to carbon. That's actually going to be more towards the grip that ultimately stiffens it up for the player to have a more uh, stable shaft. That's what they're trying to achieve. And it, it all depends on what they're trying to achieve in that, in that certain shaft that they're creating it will cause those multi-materials and the price tag on that, on that shaft. Yeah. So the more materials you're using, the higher that price goes up. Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah that makes sense. What, what would separate the difference? So basically if you take a $400 shaft compared to a $40 shaft, the difference is the amount of material and the type of material. Pretty much. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, let me ask you this. All right. So if a shaft, a driver shaft costs $400, if I just go out and buy the shaft to put in my driver, have somebody put in for me, it's $400. What about if I got that same shaft as an upgrade from say TaylorMade, I'm buying the new stealth driver and I mm -hmm. want this $400 shaft put in my driver, that special order from TaylorMade. Is it the same price or do they give you a little bit of a discount? It isn't the same price typically. Uh, it all depends on what kind of shaft you go with. So for example, if we're using TaylorMade and one shaft in particular that's probably well known to a lot of players uh, is uh, the Graphite Design Tour AD series. Tour ADs, when we order the shaft alone by itself through GolfWorks, that shaft has gone up a little bit recently, but um, is right around that $350 range, give or take on that. I don't remember exactly the price, but it's definitely around that $350 price tag. And if you go through and you decide you want to get the new Stealth and you want that Tour AD shaft in there, it's typically about a $250 upcharge. So, yeah, they it, it all depends on the shaft. Um, yeah. Another shaft example where it doesn't change is actually the Aldola NV. They do an upcharge on that specific specific shaft for 50 bucks. But you can go and get that same shaft off off the rack for 50 bucks. So mm. the price didn't change there. It again, it just depends on the shaft. Well, Nick, we could probably sit here all night long and talk more about shafts, and we probably wouldn't come close to covering it all. Like I was saying earlier, there is so much detail in this world of golf shafts, and that's why we wanted to give you this podcast because we wanted to enlighten you on what to expect from shafts, understand shafts a little bit better and the characteristics of those, and 
let you know that hey, this is an the most, as far as I'm concerned, piece of equipment on your golf club. I hope this podcast has helped you to understand these things a lot better, and so that maybe you're not as intimidated when you have to go in and look at shafts, ask questions about shafts. But again, highly recommend you go see Nick and get fitted or any expert fitter in your area so that they can continue to uh, increase your knowledge on everything that we've talked about today. But again, I, I hope this is going to help you understand this a lot better. And like we were saying, Nick, I think it'd be a great idea if we, uh, we deep dive even further into maybe a particular shaft company like Fuji Kerr, or maybe it's just about one particular shaft uh, like the Ventus, like you were saying earlier on a future episode. Yeah, I think that'll help clarify a little bit more because we can kind of we're kind of skimming across um, the whole shaft line without diving into too much detail, but giving you a a rough understanding of what goes into uh, let's just say a fitting process um, and then finding the right shaft. But yeah, we can definitely dive into finding a shaft within a brand so if you're a brand specific not many people are when it comes to shafts because they don't know right what, what they don't have loyalty like they do to uh, a certain actual golf equipment company yeah but we can we can dive in and and see what what different types of shafts they have and then maybe even compare it to another another shaft company that has something similar yeah no, I agree. And, but point you made there though, there's not a lot of brand loyalty there in chefs because you're right. They don't understand that. Again, that's why we wanted to do this podcast for you today, the listener, because we want you to understand this a little bit better because there are other options out there for you. And if you understand those options, you understand the world of shafts, maybe you will be uh, loyal to a brand like Fujikura or whoever the case may be because you understand it better and knowing that information can improve your golf equipment and therefore improving your game lowering those scores and that's again what this is all about as you know Nick I mean it's all about getting people better more consistent lowering those scores the shaft is an integral part in all of that yeah it's all about the customization that you have um, I'm going to continue to say it golf is such a personal game and it's different for everybody and they all want to look their own and be their own and you can find that even with a shaft um even down to the way it looks if you want if we can find something that just say hey that that ventus shaft looks amazing can you find something that may work for me we might be able to yeah nick thank you so much Always a pleasure to uh, get on here and talk to you. Thank you again for being a part of this podcast with me. And uh, we're going to be coming back your way, the listener, with another great topic in the future. And uh, can't wait to, to dive into even more things when it comes to the world of golf with you, Nick. Again, go out and visit Nick at Golf Galaxy. Uh, if you're not here local to the area, find a, a Golf Galaxy in your area that you can visit and seek out the expertise of their fitters like Nick here in Greenville. Nick, thank you again for your time. Really do appreciate it. And looking forward to talking about some other stuff here on a, on a future podcast. Yeah, I look forward to it. Um, 
one quick thing I would like to add. Um, if you have any questions, uh, something that we didn't cover, uh, please reach out uh, to Steve, um, contact him. Any questions that we can possibly answer is only going to help us and then help you as listeners better uh, enjoy enjoy this uh, this program. Absolutely. So if you have any suggestions on uh, anything else you want us to talk about, whether it comes to shafts, a particular type of shaft that you want more explanation on or any other topics when it comes to the world of golf, please reach out to me and we will absolutely do our best to get that topic here on the podcast and deep dive it like we did with shafts today. Thanks again, Nick. Thank you. Oh, yeah! Woo-hoo! <laughs> you gotta love that! Congratulations, my friend. You have concluded another episode of the Go Forth and Golf podcast. Thank you so very much for taking time out of your day to push that play button no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing. Greatly, greatly appreciate it. Hope you enjoyed that conversation Nick and I had about shafts, and I hope that kind of clears things up for you, maybe answers some questions that you had, maybe reaffirms some things you, you knew but you had forgotten about and that you understand the importance of the golf shaft in your clubs. Again, it is the engine of the club. Super, super important. As I mentioned in the opening segment of the podcast, Nick and I will be back on that episode June 1st, talking about several other topics, and then look forward to that interview I'll be having with Jordan Crandall from FootJoy and learning everything that FootJoy has to offer for this golf season. Great interview and great discussion that I'll have with Jordan. As I always ask, please help me spread the word about the podcast. Tell others that you know that share our love for the game of golf to go out there and listen. It's on all major platforms that you can listen to a podcast. If you're listening on the Apple platform, you feel like I deserve it, go out there and give me that five-star rating. It's greatly appreciated. It just helps me move up those Apple rankings. And leave a positive review. It is also tremendously appreciated. Feel free to share this podcast out there on social media. Tag me in it. It's Go Forth Golf Instruction on Facebook, sgoforth underscore PGA on Instagram, and then Go Forth Golf on Twitter. Tagging me in that, if I see that, I'm going to put you into a drawing for a free dozen tailor-made golf balls. So I greatly appreciate you helping me spread the word about the podcast and just helping it grow. Again, be on the lookout for that next episode dropping on Wednesday, June 1st. As a reminder, this podcast drops every first and third Wednesday of the month. Until the next episode, keep hitting those drives long and straight. Keep hitting those greens in regulation. Drain more putts. And most of all, get out there and have a good time. That's the most important part about this game is having fun. Don't forget to do something nice for somebody today. It's going to make you feel absolutely amazing. And remember, together, let's go forth to a better golf game. You've been listening to the Go Forth and Golf Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening to receive alerts on new episodes. For more information, please follow us on social media at Go Forth Golf Instruction or visit our website at GoForthGolfInstruction.com. Remember, together, let's go forth to a better golf game.